the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 153 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars Yoda Public, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, from the Midwest that is not as cold as it was, my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? Uchento cincuenta tres. Um, English, please? I, I think I mixed up three languages there to say 153. I think you did, too. But that's all right. Um, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking, dude? Um, I was actually going to drink a Bud Light tonight, but I my uh, I my back's been hurting, so I took some pain meds, and so I'm drinking a, a soda, a Diet Pepsi. But a Bud Light, dude, would have been in honor of one of the trailers we watched uh, during yeah, trailer that, time. That's why I was going to do it, but no. You blew it. Um, that I trailer did. was amazing, by the way. The one with the, the Bud Light, uh, the Knights, and the... Uh, and then Game of Thrones and the and the mountain oh, it was, it and, the, and the dragon. Yeah. Oh, brings me so much joy. Anyway, I am drinking um, the Bay. It's a double IPA from Calicraft Brewing Company, and um, it's got one of those labels that's super, just like when you, I guess Spartan is the way to say it, just super, just basic. Um, it's pretty nice, dude. I like it. I think I've had it before on the show, but you know we've had a lot of episodes and it all runs together. So here we are. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a bear? It's a little bear. It's a little bear holding hops. Bear with the hops. Look how cute he is. Yeah. You're a bear with the hops. Uh, indeed. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Spotify, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will is at I'm Ro Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, and Plex, so give us a time Rate us, like us, and share us with your friends if you could. Uh, teespring.com slash store slash usual podcast is another way to support the show. We'll talk about more at the end. We do have the timestamps in the show notes if you're not a SWOTOR fan and if you're not watching live. But thanks to everybody who is in the chat room, of course, and we'll do our best to keep an eye on that. We had our trailer time. Let's talk about our drinking buddies. Of course, Zen, uh, Eddie, and Mr. John Skeen, who we should get on the show in the next uh, time or two, for sure. Nice. And, and I'll more about that towards the end of the show, for sure, my friend. So, uh, anything else we need to talk about at the top of the show? Changes, likes, not likes, things? How's life going? Well, it's late here. Well, it's not late, late. It's about 11 o'clock here right now, but I'm... Um, I do keep forgetting oh, about that, by the way, and I, I feel my, bad about that, but... No, it's fine. I mean, you know me. I'm a night owl anyways, but yeah. my uh, my sleep patterns are all off. I'm seriously sleeping like an hour and a half to two hours a night, and then all of a sudden I'm like sitting on my sister's couch and I like fall asleep for four hours. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, you got to get a handle on that, buddy. Yeah, I really do. You're doing a lot of yawning on the mic right now. Yeah, I'm sorry, because I'm just tired all the time now. <laughs> that's all right. I'm tired for other reasons, but um, that's just... What I call the things I do. That's what we call Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. It's a day that ends in wise, I like to say. Um, all right, buddy. So should we get to Star Wars The Old Republic? Since we Absolutely. haven't talked about that in a while. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, let's talk about it. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only kneel. 
Yeah. So what have you been doing in game, dude? Um, well, I just uh, got a new tower. I mean, it's nothing really big. Um, it's really not all that fast, but it's something that I can upgrade here, you know, relatively easily. Good. But uh, for those of you who've been, you know, listening for the last couple of years, you know, like a, a like a year and a half ago, my tower went out, and then I lost the operating system off of it. It just, you know, wiped and everything. So it's, you know, so anyways, so I've got a new tower. Sorry, I'm actually downloading the uh, the pat the uh, the game as we speak right now i'm at like 31 percent. nice so uh but other than that uh, i did play a little bit earlier this week i'm doing some uh um, crew skills and crafting um but it's mostly sending them out on missions that gain uh influence with the oh. with the companion Bandits. so yeah. yeah so it's a way of just getting influence without actually doing anything so i i did that i did some dailies mostly on uh on osis and then because uh, I'm, I'm trying to do the because uh, I'm doing some achievement hunting, so I'm working through the, um, you know the, uh, the grinding um, uh, achievements on Osis. You know, like you know, kill so many of the mutated genos, right, and, right, right. So much of the scrambled droids and all this stuff. So many uh, pubs and so I'm working on that. And then I went over to Belsavis, and you know, it's so funny. All all my location based um, achievements are done except for the PvP stuff where you have to go and kill like 10 opponents on a planet or something like that, right? right but on right. Belsavis, I still had to kill like another 200 uh, Imperials with a with a pub tune. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So I just jumped on my pub tune and went and, and just circled around this one area as they respawned and yeah, I knocked, out, knocked that out in like an hour or so. Nice, dude. Yeah, so that's my last achievement on there besides the uh, killing of the PvP opponents in the world boss. Nice. Um, well, I, okay, so it's been, we've been recording every other week now, um, and last, uh, what was it, uh, before we recorded, oh, we recorded last time, and I was talking about how the Anthem VIP, um, demo was coming. Right, you've been playing that, yeah. I played that the first weekend, and I actually had a, a really fun time, I was playing with, um, Redna and Elise. And and obviously that kind of brought back my um, what's an ops group days and and I really need to get that together and I keep forgetting, but um, we really need to get back. But it was fun game with those guys. Um, there was a it was a lot of there was a lot of bugs, some loading issues, and some other issues. But I actually really found the game very fun. You would hate it, but I found the game. <laughs> I, I found the game super fun. Um, it, it's kind of like you know being able to fly around and be in a Bioware game. Um, there was something kind of neat about that. Um, it's not as story heavy as I would like, but then again, it was just a demo. Um, but I set, I literally was like, okay, I really want to play. Um, the open demo was this past weekend. We're recording this on a Tuesday, right? Um, and with the Super Bowl and some other stuff going on, um, I actually did not get into the game and it was kind of a bummer. So, um, the, the game's coming out at the end of the month. I may, um, I have my origin access is how I did it. So it's 15 bucks a right. month. 15 bucks a month and you get um, access to a whole bunch of games. So I'm going to play it when it comes out and and, and see how it goes. And um, I'll kind of go from there. I'm going to pay for it for one more month at least so I can check it out. So, um, but cool. that's where I'm at. Um, I do plan to get to Swotor, back to Swotor um, in the next week or two. But like I said, um, I've been just swamped. Golf season starting. Um, eh, it's just getting kind of gnarly. So I'm doing my darndest to stay on top of all the things. And my writing schedule... Um, and trying to keep up with that. So, like I said, man, um, I'm I'm all over the place, but 
Um, I really am trying to make time for gaming, but sometimes all I can do is just like play like three turns of Civ Six uh, before I <laughs> fall asleep at my computer. So that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, this is my first season in like four years where I haven't been a, a track coach. Right. So track season started yesterday, and so I just haven't. I just you know I'm I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I mean they're all you know. It's been cold here. It's been gnarly here. So we wouldn't probably be going to the course anyway. Um, so next week, we're going to try to get the kids out once um, my assistant coach can drive because we have a lot of signups this year. We got about 20 people signed up. So we got to be able to get them all down to the course, too. So, um, but yeah, man, yeah, from what it. I hear, the, yeah, from what I hear, the track team's got 94 people on it. Yeah, it's gnarly. I guess almost half the school, almost half of Fort Bragg High School is uh, uh, doing spring sports this year. So that's pretty, it's a big turnout. So, yeah, definitely. All right, buddy. A quarter of them were on the track team. (laughs) Yeah, probably more than that, but that's okay. All right. So, here we are. Um, News. We haven't done this in a while. Shoot. Yeah, news. What do we got? Uh, We got a few things. Um, Eric Musco, this was um, towards the end of last month after we recorded last. Um, He said, um, a quick heads up for the Master Mode Raiders out there. The three achievements tied to the Master Mode Gods and Machine are not tracking properly. So when completed, um, they'll show as being earned as you re- when you re-log. So it's defeating Isaac's 8-player, 16, and Doom's Delay, which is the timed run achievement. I couldn't imagine doing any of this stuff, but they're trying to fix it all in 5.10.1. So um, okay. patience, as always, with these things, right? Right. Speaking of the PTS with 5.10.1, there was a bunch of patch notes on this on the 24th, which I definitely will not go all the way through. Um, but it's a refresh of the PTS. Um, they're testing out the, uh, hive of the mountain queen. So there's a bunch of changes and stuff in there. I have not got a chance to check that out yet. So I'm not going to go through it all, but, um, I'm actually excited to, to check that out and that I'm, I'm toying with the idea of making that be our next, our very last, um, what's an ops group run is doing that when it comes out. So that might be a nice way to get everybody back together. So thoughts on that? Sounds like a plan, Stan. Be fun, right? Um, yeah, like you, you know me. I'm not much of a raider, so. Mm. Um, but one actually, one of our our patrons who I am actually living closer to now. Um, mm-hmm. it's actually my sister's wife. Mm. Um, she raids every Saturday night on. She does WoW, and so uh, I keep trying to to see if she wants to get back into Swotor at all. But uh, um, yeah, you know, she's just busy with WoW, and that's her. You know, she's part of a guild there, and. It, yeah, we yeah, all have our things, man, but it'd be nice to, you know, I mean, it's interesting, though, because you're right. I mean, some people would be nice. We know a lot of people that have left the game and they're coming back. They're playing ESO. They might come back and that kind of thing. But it'd be nice to get some new folks in and see what they think at this late in the stage of the game after all these updates. Right. You know. Right. All right, man. Um, What else do we got here? Um, Let's see. On the 25th. uh, What was this about? I forgot. Oh, there was a maintenance. And. So some people will get upset when there's a long maintenance. And so basically what they're doing over the last couple of months that Eric put this out, um, they'll be doing a variety of hardware upgrades on the data centers. Um, so the extended maintenance like last week's are um, are specifically for when they're replacing critical hardware. So they're right, trying so I mean, to minimize I'll... long hours, but sometimes that happens. And sorry, we just got to deal with it because that's going to just, I mean, if they're, if because look at it this way, two mm-hmm. things. One, uh, newer hardware and, and hardware upgrades are going to do nothing but increase stability in the game longer term. Mm-hmm. But it also means if they're willing to upgrade the the hardware, that means that they're still technically putting money into the game. 
they're not going to be replacing hardware systems if they're going to be getting rid of the game anytime soon. Exactly. And, and, and I think that's what people forget. They're like, oh, my God, I couldn't play the game exactly when I wanted to. And I, and I get that. But at the same time, we got to make sure that they're, you know, if they are planning to keep this game around for a long time, that, you know, we we're patient with them. Yeah, know? they got to do it. All right, man. So season nine um, has ended um, with uh, Swotor PvP. Uh, and Eric says season. Wait, hold on. No, I got this wrong. Sorry. Eric Musco said season eight tickets will be converted. Oh, oh, sorry. So somebody posted season nine has ended and I still have season eight tokens. Are they getting converted? And what should I do with them? So Eric says season eight tokens will be converted to credits at the same time that season nine tokens receive that conversion. And this is going to happen in the future update after 5.10.1. Um, so that's important. And then roadmap. This just came out today. Um, and I'm only I'm bringing this up because this has come up in some of our circles as well. And they said, okay, are we getting a roadmap anytime soon? And Eric said, and literally, like I said, oh, no, not, yes, not today, yesterday. He said, right now, I don't believe there are any plans for a formal roadmap in the coming weeks. Comedy concerns that isn't because there isn't stuff happening this year. But that we've been making an effort to give you more visibility into content sooner than uh, sooner via PTS. With that in mind, here are some details. Five point ten point one is on the PTS now, which obviously everybody knows, and right. um, that will be that will come out in the next couple of weeks. And more timing on that this week. Okay, um, five point ten point one is out the door. Uh, look for details on five point ten point two going to the PTS. So they're I, I like that they're doing that. Um, right. uh, well, one last thing he says, we're still locking down details, so I can't announce anything yet, but we'll fully, um, intend to be at Star Wars Celebration this year, which seems like a great place to reveal more details. So they're kind of saying more stuff's coming. We're not ready to say it yet, but also we're doing the PTS thing. Like everybody's been telling us to do forever. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Star Wars Celebrations really quick, make sure yeah. you uh, go over and follow Swatorista. Yes. And, uh, cause she's heading up all of the, uh, the um, the sort of fan booth thing, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So please go and uh, support that. Definitely do that. All right. So any thoughts on this roadmap thing? Uh, you mean this no roadmap? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, the lack of. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm to- you know again. The longer a game goes on, the less they're going to put into the day to day communication stuff. But I do like that they're being more um, transparent in the the PTS type stuff, even though it doesn't really apply to me. You know, I'm I'm a fairly casual gamer, so right. you know, for me, anything new is good, so it's all good. Well, what's kind of funny, man, is when I first started, when I first got into this community, um, man, it was moment to moment, day to day. I was watching every Twitter feed. I was, you know, I was writing for uh, for Tour Wars. I mean, we had to report on every single thing, and there was stuff, multiple things coming out per day, right? The fact right. that they're still even commuting, communicating with us seven years later is. I think a huge um, uh, testament to what they're trying to do for this game and keep it going. And the community is great. And granted, we don't get a roadmap as consistently as we want or get what we think we should get as often as we want. But that said, this community has been around a very long time. And there's a lot of people that are very dedicated to it. And I'm, I'm glad it's still happening. So. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, I mean, I I've never played WoW, but I mean, do they still have this sort of uh, uh, contact with the with the Blizzard uh, community management? I'm not sure, honestly. Um, I imagine there's there there's something similar. I mean, Anthem has the same thing. You know, you I see them on Twitter and stuff. So 
But again, anthems early on. Wow's been what fifteen, over fifteen years, right? I mean, it's been around forever. Yeah, been around for a while. Um, so I don't know, man. I I I like to think that people are getting the communication they want out of the communities they're in. But for our community, I mean, Musco's been diligent, and they have uh, you know some other help in the community team. Um, and I I just I just think it's good they're still going to celebration and that kind of thing. So I think I, I think we just gotta realize the game is older. But it's it's the community is what you what you put into it and what you kind of expect from it too. So anyway, exactly. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I feel like I'm ranting a lot today, but here we are. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> so do I was you want to make a joke? But I, no. uh, it's okay. So do you want to do this anthem uh, EA thing, or you want to skip that? Um. Well, do you think our fan base would be interested in it? Mm, possibly. Well, then go off on it. Go. Well, I mean, so real quick. Um. Uh. Some of our friends uh, were sharing some links with some of the uh, stocks and stuff with EA. And um, there's one that says, uh, so basically there's this issue with Belgian loot boxes. In Belgium, they're basically saying like, okay, this is gambling and we're outlawing it. So that's an issue with the loot box system they have in the FIFA series and stuff, for example, right? This card system okay, that they're yeah. doing. Yeah, right? I gotcha. So um, there's some fear that it might leak over into the U.S. Okay, so check this out. Throughout 2018, there were questions about whether mega popular Battle Royale games were taken away from uh, companies like EA and Activision and Blizzard, right? So like um, right. basically Fortnite, okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, after hitting an all-time high of $151.26 last summer, $151.26 last summer, EA shares finished down 24.9 percent okay um and then it says let's see uh fiscal 2019 management uh i'm trying to find this damn number i want but i can't find it but uh the amount of money they make from just fifa titles alone and the loot box system is insane and i think this has to do with um blizzard trying not blizzard uh belgian taking this down and i can't find my numbers now and now i'm bummed well the thing to remember about the 25 percent down is that the uh the stock market itself as a whole mm. was fairly volatile in 2018 true um so it, the overall economy could be impact we could be impacting part of that number i mean it's not going to account for all 25 percent, but that's definitely going to impact some of it plus whenever there is fear in a in, a, in an economic crisis um one of the first things to to drop off is entertainment so that that could be another another thing if there is any economic economic fear out there right um yeah so and and i was getting caught up on the number but honestly like um if they're they're saying so ea is basically saying they are they do they say it is not a form of gambling um but there are segments of the the world that are saying that it is and so there's lawsuits there's all kinds of stuff going on so we're gonna have to keep an eye on this stuff for sure. Well, it depends, like, because, like, we, it's frustrating because, like, it could be considered a form of gambling because it, I'm guessing what it is is you buy a product and the there's different odds depending on what you get within the product. Right. Right. And, you know, that's, we don't consider that gambling here, but I mean, it basically is, but that's the same thing we get when you buy a pack of baseball cards exactly. or you buy a pack of magic cards and and that's the thing is it's just randomness but the and i think people are getting upset because there's there's some people spending a lot of money on this kind of stuff to get these cards 
Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it says, yeah, so EA or Electric Arts is a large game developer, blah, blah. There's a market cap of $28 billion, second largest U.S. game developer after Activision. So, I don't know, man. It would really hurt them if, if you know, country after country determines that. And and these are these companies, I mean, FIFA is a huge title for them, and it goes all over the world. It you is. Know? The, well, the thing is, is I don't think worldwide this is going to have a huge issue. The only thing I think it's going to do is if, if there's a country in the EU that does it, then the whole EU might do it. Right. So, and that's a big, big market for FIFA because, you know, soccer is the biggest sport in Europe. But right. it, it's not going to come over to here. It's not going to really impact Asia at all. It's It really won't do any of that. So the worldwide, you know, impact of it won't be felt as much. It would just be more regional to the... Mm. Um, to the European Union, I would guess. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. But like I said, um, you know, when stocks start to fall, people start to panic. You know. Yeah. Um. But, all right, man. Yeah, I I, w- I wouldn't stress about it long run. Sounds good. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars section. Pew so, pew 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 time. Oh, I did too. I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Um, so discussion topics, dude. I got a couple things in here. Um, okay. Solo, a Star Wars story, is getting an Oscar nomination. How do you feel and about that? Oscar nomination. And um, <laughs> I said, you know, it's actually, you know, it's it's good that it did. Uh-huh. Um, it's for what visual effects? I think. Uh, yeah, visual like effects. That. Yeah, visual effects. Um, there's the the one. All right, let's see the. <laughs> I want to put this is, to the top of it because I know you like your Oscar stuff. I do. The thing is, is there's mostly four categories that Star Wars films normally get nominated for, right? Visual effects, sound effects, uh, visual effects, sound effects, uh, um, sound editing, and sound mixing. Right, usually. And then uh, occasionally they get uh, John Williams or whoever's doing it will get nominated for the, or John Williams yeah mm-hmm. will get nominated for the, for the score. score yeah okay I think if John Williams had done the score first even if it was the same exact score if it had been John Williams he probably would have gotten the nomination true just true because statement. of the name right but this is the first I believe the first Star Wars movie he hasn't done um because I think he did do Rogue One yeah he did Rogue One I think um. And we already know that the episode nine is going to be his last one, right? That he'll be doing. But um, the thing is, is like there were so many other more movies that that were worthy of those nominations. Um, I mean, one of them was uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and mm-hmm. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't just have uh, ILM and Skywalker Sound as being the penult- or the ultimate in the field. I mean, right. Pixar is up there, you know, and plus Skywalker son and ILM do it for, for Marvel movies too. So true. I'm really not too worried about it. Um, plus, I mean like even when Star Wars do get the nominations, like for, uh, the Phantom Menace, it got all four of those nominations and it lost all four to the matrix. Right. That's, so, yeah, you know, that's the, right. the nominations are important, but I'm not too worried about it. Uh, with this one. Yeah. I'm just not. So you think they're just not, they're not going to win. 
Oh, no, they're not going to win it. But I think it's good that they got the nomination because this one got panned so much that Mm -hmm. um, this just shows that, yeah, it's still technically it's still a very well done movie. Yeah. Even though it didn't do box office numbers like they wanted. Right. Exactly. Um, Okay, so there's some a bunch of guests announced for Star Wars Celebration, speaking of, including the voices of Boba Fett and Ahsoka Tano. Which, of course, is Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I really wish I could go to Star Wars Celebration. I, I know, me I'm too. Fairly, I'm fairly close, but I just can't afford everything that goes along with it. No, I hear you, man. Um, but um, So, uh, a bunch of confirmed attendees. Um, Jet Lucas, who played Padawan Zet. Um, uh, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith. Um, people, uh, the guy who played, um, who portrayed Admiral Satura. Um, in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, there's all kinds of people that are going to be there. I just, man, you know, it's it, what's what's insane about this is we do, um, you know, we we go to uh, Comic Con, right? And and that's right. And, and that's one thing. But to go to a convention that's solely Star Wars, like, yeah, it makes sense to have voice actors for all these amazing animated uh, shows that they've done um, um, be there. So I just, I love that that that's happening, and I wish I could be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wish I could go too. <laughs> but Ashley Eckstein obviously would it makes sense for her to be there because of her universe and stuff as well. So Oh, absolutely. All right, man. Ton of episode nine. Well, I say a ton, but not really. Um the last thing I have in here is no episode nine trailer, which a lot of people thought was gonna happen during um the Super Bowl. No. Didn't think it was happening. And uh, you didn't think it was happening? No. So we talked about this uh, some odd weeks ago. When do you think it is going to happen? Because it has to happen. Um, I honestly think they're going to hold off on a little bit, and I think it'll probably get. Um, you think it'd be Star Wars Celebration, probably. Um, we'll we'll either get a, a soft release to the to online right around Celebration, or it'll get released um, to uh, like a private, not a private screening, but kind of like they do at some. Um, comic-con events where it's not open to the public oh, okay um at at star wars celebration and then get it released on um infinity or on endgame oh that's a good point actually um the official trailer being an endgame maybe yeah all right i'm with you um so there's some teases some from some set photos uh star wars episode nine has a snowy planet are you shocked shocked no not at all <laughs> we've had because snowy planets a lot <laughs> well, not only that, but Star Wars, it's so funny. Star Wars loves having planets that are all one thing. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm sure it really helps with production design. Well, sure. Um, where you don't have very, you know, I mean, you've got a lava planet. You've got a snow planet. You've got a, a desert planet. You, and when you don't have to change environments within a planet, it makes it a lot easier. Right. Um. So, no, of course not. I mean, it, I think it would be more exciting if we find out it's Hoth. Uh, but it yes. Could, that would be amazing, but it but it could be. Um, why am I drawing a blank? The the one oh, at the uh, end of not Scarif, but um, the one. Well, that one blew up. The one that had snow on it. The one with uh, no, the, the no in in Swotor, Star Killer. Um, oh, no, Swotor, search with an eye. Swotor, um, Illith. Uh, no, not Illith. Illum. Illum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be really cool to bring something from the EU. Illum would be badass. I can't imagine them doing that, but man, that'd be freaking cool. Um, I, know, I mean, and because there's really no major story stuff except for the uh, the the Gree that have to true. do with Ilum, but it's such a, a disparate time uh, time sequence that mm. you could just have it be the same planet and just things have changed. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Um, 
Well, we'll have to see. It, it, I I can't imagine them going back to Hoth for any reason. Um, I I I imagine it would be a brand new planet or Ilum or something from the EU would be kind of cool too. But um, I don't know. Uh, we'd have to find a list of all the snow planets that have been mentioned in all the EU and stuff, and and start picking them off. I guess right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not doing that. That sounds like a lot of work. No, not at all. That's a lot of work. <laughs> all right, man. So um, I really like this story. Uh, Anthony Daniels, obviously, he posted on on the Twitter um, that he uh, it was his last day filming at uh, for episode nine. And this is monumental, obviously, because he um, is one of the only characters, if not the only character uh, besides C-3PO, um, not C-3PO, R2-D2, has been in all the original nine movies. Um so it's kind of yeah, well, a I mean, heartfelt goodbye, right? Yeah, I mean, character-wise. I mean, actor-wise, I mean, I believe right. Kenny Baker's already passed away, so he will be the only person, unless Peter Mayhew has a bit part in it, but um, I think they've, they've fully moved on to the other, the, the newer Chewbacca, well, Chewbacca and all. Right, and I don't think, um, uh, what's his name, has not been in all of, he's been in all of them as different characters, a lot of them as different characters, but not all of them. Um name just flew out of my head he played willow oh warwick davis warwick davis thank you Whew. um but yeah he's played different characters he's been in a lot of the movies but he i don't i think c-3po has been and and not only that i mean anthony daniels has been in the animated series and all this other stuff too so i mean exactly and the the fact that this is going to be the end of the skywalker saga and you know he was built by anakin so it's i mean it's the one thing people keep forgetting from phantom menace is that that you know, whenever he says "thank the maker," he's thanking Vader, right. basically. Well, he is, but also like that doesn't mean it's the end of 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 him. No, but... no, 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 absolutely not. Yeah, but it, it'll be. It, it's just it's important to have him be at least a little bit part of the storyline. Exactly, and and what is he? He's got to be in his almost seventy now, right? Seventies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, I was just gonna read what he put on Twitter. He said, um, and I love his Twitter handle. He said at Daniels three PO, um. Today was 3PO's last on episode 9. He's sad, so am I. We, uh, but we're so proud to have worked with such a lovely, talented cast and crew led by JJ and Kathy. I'll miss everyone, but I'm glad to know that we've been making something exceptional together to share with the waiting world. So, um, Awesome. Really awesome. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure, you know... He will be yeah conventions and everything else, but um, there's something to be said for being in every single Star Wars movie. I mean, it's something iconic that no one else will be able to say that really. So yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, <laughs> Richard E. Grant. I'm not. Do you know this guy, Richard E. Grant? Oh yeah, he's he's been an actor for decades. Well, yeah, but I I just I guess I'm having a hard time placing him. But um, he is he did some teasing about a role he's going to be in episode nine, um, but I'm not sure what he. They well, a lot of people were saying that. It, yeah, well, a lot of people were saying you know, originally that he might be. Um, oh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is what they're assuming. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, but that's already been debunked for yeah, a while now. And he even says he says I'm not playing the Star Wars character you just mentioned, but I'm not allowed to tell you anything, otherwise I'd be fired. So. Um, God, if Thrawn was in episode nine, I would literally never leave that movie theater. I'd just be like, if you play that, you just gotta play the movie again. I, I would, <laughs> I would lose it. I would lose it. Anyway, Disney Plus live action, Mandalorian. Yeah. So 
Mandalorian, of course, we're getting more and more news because you know, production is wrapping up soon. And um, yeah, so all that fun stuff. But they added the uh, stunt, the stunt coordinator for Batman v Superman. So I I like to think that this means it's going to be pretty awesome, right? Yeah, I think that'll be awesome. The the I I just hope somebody doesn't say Martha. Uh, I hope they do. I hope I hope at least eight characters are named Martha. Um, okay. So Galaxy's Edge, and this is um, maybe this will be the time I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You're going to say it. I'm going to say it. So um, speaking of Galaxy's Edge, um, uh, actually, I think I mentioned it last time we recorded. Um, for my 40th, I'm going to go to Disneyland. Did I tell you that? No. Okay. So my I've been trying to figure out like what I want to do for my 40th birthday. And I'm like, well, I really want to. I don't want to do a big party. I don't want to like have my wife like this pressure of like some surprise thing or something. I just want to be somewhere I want to be. Right. So right. what I'm thinking of doing and right now this is um, we're pretty close to booking the whole thing. But um, we're going to go down for the weekend. Um, right. Spring break coordinates with my birthday this year. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, we're going to go down that weekend and play some golf, and then we're going to fly out Sunday and then do a few days in Disneyland. Um, and I think Iverson and those guys might be down there too at the same time. They were thinking about going then too. Um, but, uh, through Costco travel, dude, the prices are insanely interesting. Um, to, really? To the point to where, like, it's insane that I haven't done this before. Um, but that said, um, I'm going before Galaxy's Edge opens on purpose because yeah, Galaxy's Edge doesn't open until May, right? It doesn't open until summer. I don't know. I think they're saying June. Um, the last hour was June. But um, that said, um, we're thinking about going in the winter time, maybe um, around Christmassy time, um, and checking it out then with my family. But um, but for my for my birthday, I think I'm just gonna I want to just be in Disneyland, dude. So we're flying out on the seventh, I think, and then um staying and coming back on like i think the 11th i think so um you know what i I really think you know what i really think we should do what should we do is coordinate with everybody that's going to Mm comic-con and have them stay through tuesday instead of flying out sunday oh that's a good idea and then on monday we just take a road trip up and everybody go to galaxy's edge together on monday that's a brilliant idea isn't it Mm -hmm. it's only a it's like a 90 minute drive huh I shall ponder that, sir. Actually, we don't idea. even have to. We don't even have to drive. We could jump on the uh, the train because the train goes right to the mm-hmm, Anaheim Stadium mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, just uh, mm-hmm. Uber over. I like all the things you're saying, um, but we are doing a podcast, so let's finish this. But let's definitely um, put a pin in that. Um, but speaking of the reason I brought this up is because Galaxy's Edge is open in the summer, and some more details um, to improve improve the park. Um, ahead of Galaxy's Edge opening. And I've been listening to a lot of the Disney Dish podcasts. They're down there talking about this stuff too. But what I like is that they are um, basically a bunch of things to like just increase uh, flow, right? Um, okay, yeah. So, for example, on Main Street, um, the curves are being enhanced to slow inclines to help improve access when guests first enter. Um, they're in Fantasyland. They're reconfiguring the guest queues for Matter and Bobsleds. Um, and, and the reason they're doing this stuff, and I thought this was really interesting that, um, the other podcast uh, mentioned what they're doing is making it. So if you think about it, dude, if there are people queuing up waiting for a park, a uh, part of the park that's not open, or if they need somewhere to go, right. And they're going to dump yes. another place at the park, right. 
So throughout yep. Disneyland Park, this is a quote from the article. It says, throughout Disneyland Park, the location of the planners and outdoor vending carts are being adjusted to make room for additional walking space. And new because they're expecting seriously, dude, they're calling it Project Stardust. And they're really expecting a huge uptick, obviously, in people being in the park. So they got to make sure people can oh, be able I'm to sure, move yeah. through there. You know what I mean? So I think exactly. this is really I think this is really, really, really interesting to me. So any thoughts on this? Mm. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, they could always think about opening up a second entrance at the rear of the park. Mm-hmm. But that would just lo- logistically cause a whole bunch of other issues. So, And I think they have three interests there's going to be three entrances in um in into Disneyland um uh, into the land. I don't know there I as far as I know only the only the one in Frontierland is going to be open to start with. Um and they're going to have the other one as an exit and see how it goes. That's from what I'm hearing. Um I'm guessing the other one is going to be where the Toontown entrance is right now. Yeah, so there's that one and then the other I think that's going to be the second entrance once they open it and then the uh, the exit slash entrance eventually is going to be out on the critter country side um uh over by the on the far side by the country bear restaurant right okay well that's really interesting that you're talking about that because right now the only thing that actually goes on the back side of rivers of america that mm-hmm. far is the train right and Which, there's really not a lot of land over there so they really either had to fill in part of rivers of america to get some land over or they had to expand the berm a little bit uh to go around there i'm pretty sure it's, um, i'm pretty sure it's the latter and i think that's why all that stuff was closed for so long and i have a couple pictures from when i was there last where i was actually standing um you know there's the walkway on the rivers of america uh to the right if you're if country if you're standing looking at country bear um restaurant and it's on your left and there's that walkway right. and the yes. rivers on the right if you look straight ahead, you can see Star Wars land out there, and 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 there's a whole walkway thing, and I think that's where they're focusing on going. So. Well, I think it's really important because that's the the one part in the land that just made no flow sense because exactly. in the entire park, it's the only uh, uh, land I'm talking about Critter Country. Mm-hmm. Um, well, besides Toontown, but Toontown was a totally different design. Um, but it was only one way in and out. Yeah. And so, like, if you went to Splash Mountain, you had to go all the way down to the entrance to Splash Mountain right. and the exit. And then you had to go all the way back up that hill, which is, you know, totally fine. But if you're dealing with larger crowd sizes and everything, you would want to have a back exit out of there towards a different land. Right. And if they're doing that for Star Wars, then, yeah, that's that's or for Star Wars land. It's definitely going to help with with uh, flow. And it's frustrating, too, because we I love that section of the park. But when you get back there. And like there's a per and you know, Fantasmic is going, for example. Right? Yeah, you're and, you're committed to being back there. Yeah, you're like, Oh my god, we can hit Splash Mountain because there's no weight and Fantasmic's going on. Okay, cool. But getting back is the biggest pain in the ass that it could possibly be because you have to wait through all of that traffic um to get back. So um I think that would open up the park quite a bit. Um, but at the same time I don't know what that's gonna look like when um when galaxy's edge first opens so but we'll see i'm I'm really excited to see how they end up doing it i know it's going to be crazy in the start and i just want to see it from the outside <laughs> and then um and then i want to go a few months later and check it out so that's where i'm at yeah, right now exactly so all right buddy so we've got um theme park uh, receives its own comic series there's gonna be a galaxy's edge uh um comic series that's coming out as well which, which makes a, a lot of sense and i'm sure it's going to tie in with the uh 
the Thrawn Alliance book. Yeah. Um, which uh, the timing, I think, is right on on that. Um, and I don't know if we have a date on this one yet. Um, I don't see a date on this. But, uh, oh, it says, Galaxy says, opens. Oh, it just talks about when it's going to be opening. Okay, so I don't know when the comic's coming out. But um, And then I thought this was a cool way to end merchandise for the Star Wars section is J.J. Abrams is getting his own Funko Pop, dude. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, and I think it's amazing. He's wearing that blue shirt, jeans, and he has arms crossed, the glasses. I think it's sick. Super cool. Yeah, which I think is what I think is kind of weird about those. It's actually joining a line of directors mm-hmm. that they've already done. But, you know, James Wan, who did Aquaman, which is fine, but he also did the Saw movies, he got one before J.J. Abrams did. So I wonder if it was a licensing issue oh, as yeah. opposed to. So, it's yeah, possible. So that would be kind of. But I, I do like uh, the blue shirt and everything. It's great. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Should we get to the last section of our shoe? Absolutely. See that transition? It was smooth. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Uh, all right, man, we're at the usual roundup. Um, so it looks like, speaking of Disney, segue, uh, Zootopia themed land is headed to Shanghai Disneyland. What do you think of this? I just heard about um, this on I, another show earlier. Great. I mean, I hear the movie's fantastic. I haven't watched it yet. Mm. Um, but I, I do know it made a lot more movie in Asia than it did here. Um, really quick, by the way, I did just look through that. The comic series is coming out in April. Nice. Wait, you didn't see Zootopia? No, um, the I know the characters mostly from the the game the game that I mentioned during our top ten last week, right? Which was a Disney Heroes Battle. Yeah, I've been um, playing that actually. It's been kind of fun. Oh, really? Yeah. So, which takes me what server you're on, and if we're on the same server, then we're gonna have to meet up somewhere. Right, sounds good. All right. So, um, anyways, um, no, but it it, it I really do want to see it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't made the time for well, it yet what was interesting is they were talking about how um and i heard this on on the other podcast i was talking about earlier but um there was talk of the zootopia land going to um animal kingdom in um in disney world um and now i guess shanghai is picking it up i, I think shanghai makes more sense um it's a big movie animal in kingdom, asia yeah the thing with animal kingdom is it's taking a land which is designed to embrace the nature and the maj- majesty of animals and including, you know, speaking animals in there. That's just kind of weird. Yeah. I think that's a little strange, but myself. Um, so um, let's get into the crossing the stream section. This is our streaming service section. Uh, you want to talk about this first one? Yeah. So um, CBS all access is uh, we talked about it during tra- uh, trailer time. That Jordan Peele's uh, new iteration of The Twilight Zone is going to be premiering on CBS All Access, and it'll be April 1st. And I guess he's producing it and hosting it, right? I don't think he's, yeah. he's not doing any of the writing and stuff, as far as I know. I don't know if he's doing any writing, but I do know he's producing and hosting it. Which is, I think, pretty cool, considering what he's, exactly. what he's doing. Oh, absolutely. And something else, CBS. Yeah, so Stephen, it's just been announced that Stephen King, uh, The Stand, is being turned into a TV series. And they've been talking about this for a while. I mean, there's the miniseries from, what, the 80s? 90s? Uh, I think it was early 90s. Early 90s, they did the miniseries, The Stand. Um, I think this is a good I think this is a good thing. Obviously, all of Stephen King's things are going to be picked up uh, sooner rather than later anyway. But um, I'm woefully behind on all things. Um, I wish I 
could actually watch TV, but I, I feel like I can't watch TV anymore. I don't know why. But I, I'm really interested in the stand, you know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what's about his writing style, but I've never been able to get into his books really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the I do like the stories, and so I do like the movies and stuff. Definitely. Uh, what else we got? Uh, so the Disney uh, the Disney Plus service uh, is there's some news of Bob Iger came out on uh, their um, their uh, investors call uh, last week that we're going to be talking some other news a little bit later, but um, he actually said that. Disney isn't going to be putting just Disney content on the Disney streaming service. They're going to license other stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, which which isn't unheard of because before they got control of them, mm. they licensed Star uh, you know Star Wars for Star Tours. They licensed Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones for the Indiana yeah. Jones ride. So they already have a history of licensing stuff for their own use. Right. Um, which is funny because they don't like licensing their own stuff out. Well, and they don't, but, but also like think of all the partnerships over the decades too of like you know just advertisers and stuff like that, like the oh, crossover absolutely. and stuff. I think that's interesting. So, well, I mean, if it wasn't for ABC uh, picking up the uh, the Wonderful World of Disney and shows mm-hmm. like that, uh, they wouldn't have made it through some of their tough times, right? Uh, for Disneyland. Um, but the big thing here is that uh, the first thing, the first license work that they're picking up is called The Grim Legacy. Hmm. And it's based on a a, a series of uh, young adult books. So we'll see nice. how it is. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. What else we got here? Netflix? Oh, this. Okay, so what do you think of this? I'm excited about this one. So Chris Evans and Tom Holland are starring in a Netflix serial killer drama called The Devil All the Time. Um, that um, sounds phenomenal. Well, for- yeah, you know, for those of you who, who you know know me and you know talk about what podcasts we listen to and stuff, I'm a big fan of like true crime serial killer stuff, and so this will be really interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing where this is where this goes. I still haven't watched uh, I Am the Night yet, which I have, I need to watch the first two episodes of that, but I want to watch that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm excited for this. Sounds good, dude. Um, and I just I I'm excited to see Chris Evans. Um, and even Tom Holland, man. I mean. The two of them, they're great in their Marvel roles, but like, you know, I mean, Netflix is right. Pick them up and put them in a drama and 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 see how they do. And I think they'll be great. And I, I'm looking you forward know, to that. I know he's done other stuff, but you know what the the last non Marvel or non superhero movie that I remember Chris Evans being in hmm. is not another team movie. Oh my god, you're right. Wow. Because he's been in Marvel for a decade, forever, now. yeah, yeah, and you know he was in the Fantastic Four two movies before that, right? So I'm like, I mean, I know he had to have done stuff in between, but I'm just drawing a blank. I can't think of anything he's been in. Well, there we are. <laughs> Speaking of what we've been in, what have you been watching, dude? Um, I really, you know, I watch the the TV shows that I try to like watch every week. So like I've been catching up on, um, you know, Drunk History and, um. Adam ruins everything and yeah. stuff like that. A lot of shows have been on their early spring or their late winter hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, they're starting to come back now, so I'll be watching those more. But I've basically been trying to catch up on some Oscar-nominated stuff. Nice. So I watched uh, R uh, B G, which is a documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I heard that was and good. And I just watched. It is really good. And I just watched Bohemian Rhapsody a couple of nights ago. Uh, I really want to see that movie. Uh, I mean, it was very entertaining. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really want to see that. Um. I haven't, like I said, I, I've been behind on TV shows, and the wife and I, we just suck right now as far as this. We've been really busy. Um, so I've been watching a lot of stuff by myself. I started The Punisher. 
um on netflix which um cool which i love um and uh, preacher a little bit but i i'd like to go back to that um we we almost have caught up on the good place which we just love we love that show um, so do I. I, just, I still have not started season three yet. Oh, it's great. We've been we've been really digging it. We are, I think, only one episode behind right now. Um, and with the kids, though, we we found a series that we've been watching that just the kids loved. It's called obviously Night the Museum, which we've watched the first two of, <laughs> and the kids love yeah, that movie. movie. Yeah, the movies are great. Yeah, and actually, it's funny the uh, the guy who plays the. Uh, the Pharaoh mm-hmm. is the guy who plays Freddie Mercury. Yes. In Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, he does. And he's um, he's great. Um, so, yeah, we've been watching Night of the Museum. We watched the first two. We're going to watch the third one, um, hopefully, probably this week. And I've been watching this series on Netflix called Civilizations, which is a documentary series that basically talks about art and how it's evolved in uh, throughout the millennia. And it's really, 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 really cool because they're like, okay, the Renaissance, and and they just they just focus on the artists, and they go to these places and they show you these amazing structures that people did art in, and it's just phenomenal to think that something like that exists, and I haven't seen it, and I just think it's amazing. So anyway, <laughs> well, that's cool, really, really cool. Uh, actually, speaking of documentaries, I I did watch the the two fire festival documentaries, um, fire the festival. one on. Yeah, you remember the fire festival that was supposed to happen a couple of years ago that was promoted by Ja Rule in the Bahamas mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it being well, there's a documentary that came out on Netflix and another one that came out on Hulu. <laughs> I almost watched that ago. the other night and I was just like, oh, I don't want to see this failure right now. But um, yeah, I, I did see that. They're both really good. I watched them with my sister. Uh, for those of you who are in the Midwest or know what's going on, we had a polar vortex freeze uh, a couple days ago. Um, where it got to, I mean, gnarly, we dude. got lucky here in St. Louis. It was about ten below, um, but actually, I don't know if you remember Jen from Applebee's. We used to work with. Mm-hmm. She lives up in Michigan now, and it got to fifty below where she lives. That's insane, dude. Um, yeah, so that's just ridiculous. So, uh, but I, because of that, because I live in an RV, so not a lot of insulation. Uh, my sister and her wife invited me over to their apartment, and so I took my my cat discus over and spent a couple nights over there. And so she and I watched uh, both fire festivals, nice documentaries, and she actually liked the Netflix one. I liked the Hulu one better. Um, so yeah, watch them both and tell me what you think. Okay. But not only that, but uh, you know, you're a big fan of the the decade series uh, documentaries. Well, the Netflix just came out with the the two thousands. Yeah. Which is a, a seven-part series, and I watched all of that, and that was all really good. So is that the same one? Because the 2000s have been out, and I was watching it on something else. But So Netflix has it. I wonder if it's the same one. Because there's two different uh, ones that have been running. Um, anyway, I'll check it out for sure, because I love yeah, I those this, ones. This, yeah, this one I think is produced by Tom Hanks. Okay, I'm in. The Tom Hanks ones are my favorite. Yeah, they're really good. All right, dude. So reviews. Yeah, so we have some news. Um, let's do the casting news first. Okay. So why don't you tell, sell, say that one? Oh, Rosario Dawson um, is cast in Zombieland 2. I didn't see the first Zombieland, did you? Oh, phenomenal. I know. Dude, you have to watch I know. it. It's That's so funny. Um, not, not only is it it's great because it has uh, Matthew McConaughey, um, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin are the four main characters. Mm. But it even has Amber Heard, who just played mira in aquaman right um she has a very small part in the beginning of the movie okay um which is pretty which is pretty good but um you know that whole thing going around right now but the the 10-year challenge or whatever yeah where you 
post picture well they they did that they they decided to release their poster that way because they showed 2009 with the original poster and then the new poster 2019 <laughs> and so it's kind of cool so yeah i'm really looking forward to this and i love rosara dawson dude she's she's oh who doesn't she's phenomenal so 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 good so um yeah it might be might i might have checked that out um so some tv news yeah so uh cw came through and announced all of their their um renewals um and basically everything you think would get renewed got renewed um so you know all of the all of the cw stuff uh yeah all the berlanti stuff got renewed even black lightning and the big thing is is that um legends of tomorrow got picked up which is much earlier than it normally does so that means they they're having more faith in it which is great yeah they usually hold off on that one because of how much it costs Exactly. So they they went ahead and gave it an order. Um, also, uh, Riverdale and Supernatural both got picked up. Very nice. Very cool. All right, man. Um, What's next? Full, Fuller House. Sorry, Fuller House uh, has been picked up, and uh, they're going to be having their last season. Can so they're going to be having an upcoming season five, and that'll be uh, done. Can I just say that I'm excited about that? <laughs> i've watched all the fuller house my kids and my family loves that stuff dude it is so awesome like i can't tell you how terrible it is and awesome it is at the same time like if you were a full house fan back in the day and i've said this before if you're a full house fan back in the day fuller house is exactly the same but like with the kids as the adults and then the parents come back and it's it's just it's just amazing it's just so so good i love it exactly you know yeah I've, i watched it it's it's entertaining it's if you it's the same for the same people that would have liked uh girl meets world yeah i mean it's not good but i love it i love <laughs> it i mean and i love girl meets world so judge me i don't care i judge you all the time <laughs> all right so tell me about this ted bundy thing <sighs> well we actually have there's a there's a there's in the whole zeitgeist of pop culture there's a whole bunch of ted bundy stuff going on right now yeah um, so because yeah. there's a, there's a new Netflix series called uh, Conversations with a Killer, mm. and it's the in interview tapes. It talks about the interview tapes with Ted Bundy. Yeah. So so uh, I've heard nothing but good things about the series, and I hear it's great. And I would like to actually like to check it out myself, but um, I have to be in the mood for that kind of stuff. That said, um, there was a bunch of people online, I guess, saying like how hot he was, and like really like making it creepy. To the point to where, like, oh, man, like, this guy is so amazing. Like, I and people are forgetting, like, they're watching this thing. But, like, he's a serial killer. He's a terrible person. And he is. And well, was. But, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that said. But but that said, like, Netflix actually had to come out and say, okay, can you please stop with the that? Like, they basically said, please stop saying that we put the show out for this reason, not to bring attention to him in a sexual way you know what i mean because that's the worst thing you can do if that exactly. makes sense the couple things about it though is there that there has been a, a new film um about ted bundy that has been produced and it actually just it got picked up by netflix is going to be putting it out mm. um and it's with zach efron as ted bundy now the reason why you're getting somebody like zach efron to play him is you know Objectively, he is, he was a handsome man, I right? Mean, but that was the thing that was part of his charm is he was able to pick up college coeds, of course, because he he was um, that just affable, good looking man that you would see in the neighborhood. And right. actually, um, if you're a big fan of Mark Harmon from like NCIS and stuff, one of his first roles back in the early '80s 
was he was in a TV series, a TV movie. I think it was a, a two part miniseries called uh, uh, the stranger in my neighborhood or the stranger next door or something like that. Yeah. And he played Ted Bundy and oh Mark Harmon's an attractive man too. I mean, it's just, that is what, I mean, you, you just can't get by is that's part of his thing is he had this charm. Right. And so it's understandable that people would think this way, but it is also important to, you have to tell the whole story. Well, you also have to but, understand that like, that's not the point of the putting the content out there. You don't no, want to, no, 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 you know, and that kind of thing. And I think that Netflix was trying to differentiate, like really separate themselves from uh, what people were saying and the, the point of the content. You know what I mean? Exactly. But you also have to remember that in this, I mean, I mean, I know you're not a huge fan of true crime. I mean, I am, but it's, it's a, uh, there's this whole subculture within the true crime thing where people do become infatuated with these people. No, I, understand. I mean, I can't tell you how many people that there are serial killers in prison that get just, you know, marriage proposals like crazy through the right. mail because from people that they don't even know. Right. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Um, I just thought that was interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. If I'm being honest. No, it's just weird. <laughs> it is just weird, but I, you know, not trying to say that they're weird, but they're weird. But anyway, here we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was also brought out this week that Archer season 10, which is going to be the final season. Yep. Um, is going to be coming out in April, which makes sense because that's when um, last season's uh, Danger Island came out. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Oh, this one's man. supposed to take place on a spaceship uh, called the USS Figgis. <laughs> and if you remember the last episode of last season, uh, the end of the se- the end of the episode uh, ends up with Archer waking up from a cryogenic sleep on a ship. Right. I'm really now, excited about anything that has to do with Archer. Yeah, I'm really wondering where they're going with this. So, because you remember, all these past few seasons have been really high concept, and mm-hmm. it's all been because Archer's been in a coma since the end of season seven. And I'm so, hoping they bring it back. Honestly, seven. you know. Well, what I'm what I'm thinking of this is is that we find out that everything since season one has been happening while he's been under cryogenic sleep. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> and it just turns out the first, you know, major seasons all happened to do with the the spy agency, and then it went on to everything else. But it all happened in his cryogenic sleep, and so now when he wakes up on the spaceship, we're gonna find out what the real relationships are, are and not just Archer's warped dream versions are. Right, I'm down with that, dude. I love it. I hope you're right. Yeah, it should be interesting. <sighs> yeah, I agree. All right, man. All right. Also, it uh, looks like ABC is open to doing a reboot of Lost. What yeah. do you think of that? Uh, I I saw this today, and I was I I immediately I I was of two minds. One, I said, "Oh, lost," and then I said, "Oh, lost." So <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about it. Honestly, I enjoyed the show. Um, I don't, you know, obviously the ending in in the last season or two was, were a little interesting, but. I actually really enjoyed the show, and it was one of the early series, show series, uh, TV shows that I watched with the wife. Um, that's, yeah, I, that said, uh, do we have to reboot everything? That's a good question. But the, the thing is, I hope it is a reboot and not a remake. Yeah. Um, I just want them to go off on a different place in the same universe um, so they could always bring back guest stars if right. you wanted to. Um, that would be, I think, the way to go. Actually, I'm one of the few people I enjoyed the the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it paid off fine, so I'm okay with it. No, it was fine for me. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it. I know there was a lot of controversy around it. I like 
I'm an easy sell, dude. I actually had no real well, you're issues. Well, you easy overall. Uh, and I am easy. And I had no problem really with Lost. I really enjoyed, I like episodic television. And I like, I like um, seeing how things end up. And, you know, I mean, I've been watching, I mean, how many seasons of Doctor Who have I watched? I mean, come on. Exactly. I mean, I. Well, you know. I, I like I like big butts. Yeah, and I and and I and I don't like to lie <laughs> about it either. But my thing is too, like I mean, I watch things like Scrubs and Parks and Rec and The Office, and and then when you get in the dramas, I mean, the the stuff we've watched, man, I like it a lot, and I just I just don't want them to. I don't want them to. I don't want it to be more of the same. I would like it to, because I mean, you can't re. The thing is, you can't reboot Lost. Because part of the appeal of Lost was the fact that you didn't, you were trying to figure out the world as you went. Like if right. you if you reboot it, like are you you have to tell a new story, because otherwise you're like, well, we know what's going to go, we know what's happening, so why bother? Bo- why bother telling the story? You know what I mean? You know, if they, I w- what I would do is, like I said, I I hate the word reboot because. Mm-hmm. Reboot imagines that something is dead, right? Right. What I would do is just tell a different story within the universe. Like, what if you it went back and like the entire the entire series was about the Dharma Initiative? Yeah, that's and the entire thing takes place back in the seventies. That would be kind of cool. Or what if it was back on the island when the 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 man in the black and the 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 man in the white like back then yeah. like when they were first on the island like really delve into those stories that would be kind of interesting no i agree and that's i would rather see that than some sort of reimagining of what we already saw you know what i mean exactly so all right so we got some marvel news man there i think we're gonna get pretty close to getting out of here sounds good all right you go ahead and start all right so <laughs> shotgun assures fans that guardians of the galaxy 3 is still getting made and this is obviously uh, James Gunn's brother. Um, it's still- right, he's the one that ended up with the head fin at the end. Yeah, and he and I didn't realize that was him actually until I read the story. I was like, "Oh, that is him. That's amazing." Um, so he played. Um, oh, the name just flew out of my head. Um, I love I love that character, Crag Craggle. What was it? Um, Craglin, I think, is what it was. I'm not sure. I'll look it up while you keep talking. Uh, but anyway. So he played he played the brother and um, now he is James Gunn's brother and he's assuring that it's going to happen. But here's my and the reason I put this story in here, man, is I'm concerned because, you know, there was the petition for James Gunn when he was gone. I just don't want them to. I'm, I'm afraid when they say, okay, we're pulling the trigger on Guardians of the Galaxy three. Right. Is everybody right. going to be there? You know, are there going to be holdouts? That's my biggest. That's my bigger concern, uh, honestly. Um, any thoughts? Well, when it comes to the, when it comes to main cast, you're not going to get holdouts because they're all under contract. They're gonna they're gonna have to comply. Um, so are they contracted for the third movie already? Is that's my question? Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody with everybody with, uh, you're not necessarily committed to a particular movie. Mm-hmm. You're commit committed to a certain number of movies. Okay. Um. I get it, and so so it doesn't really yeah, matter so, who's who's running the show. It just you you have to do those movies, exactly. Okay, that was that was more my bigger concern with this whole thing. But okay, so I mean it, it's on hold, but you know uh, it'll happen hopefully eventually. Yeah, and actually I just looked at this article. It doesn't actually say whose character is. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, it's I think it's just bad writing. Yeah, I, I I can't remember what his name is. I want to say Craglin, but maybe that maybe I'm wrong. Um, 
So Disney is also uh, seeking to replace Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah, what okay, is this? Well, you just got to remember now. Now that the the Disney Fox deal is finally going to be coming to fruition, mm-hmm. um, all the decisions that Fox was having to deal with is now going to be Disney's under Disney's purview. So that means they're going to have to decide if they want to replace Hugh Jackman, whether they want to make Gambit, whether they want to make X Force. Right, that's true. Um, whether they want to make Deadpool R-rated or what they want to do. And that's basically all these articles that I just put in here. That's, it's basically just saying that Bob Iger in the, in the conference call he came out with last week has basically just said, yeah, all those are in our court now. Mm. So we're going to have to make those decisions. Interesting. And, uh, um, it's really going to be Kevin Feige, um, with, uh, uh, Iger backing him up. But yeah, it's, it's all going to be Feige deciding, you know, do they, who do they replace Hugh Jackman with if they do do a new version of, uh, Wolverine? Where they make Gambit or X Force mm. and uh, and also Deadpool stuff, so um, it just it's now it's coming down to the wire where Disney's going to have control, and so we we should start seeing some decisions made fairly soon. All right, all right, man. Well, um, I also don't I don't know if you remember uh, last year we talked about that Marvel was looking at possibly doing a different TV series at ABC, and it was all going to be based around female superheroes, and it was going to be like She-Hulk, and... Yeah, we did talk wanna, about that. And, hmm? Yeah, so uh, they're not going to pick it up. Oh. Um, so they haven't even filmed a, a pilot for it. They just, you know, they, they didn't take it past the, the idea stage, and it's not saying that they won't do something. It's just, I think it's a better idea to do... If you don't have the right work for the concept, then, you know, don't do it, because you don't want to kill whatever... Um, pop culture cachet those characters already have right if you do something bad like the inhumans they're never they're never going to be able to touch the inhumans again on a pop culture scale true um so i think they learned their lesson from that and they said okay well we just don't have the right work for this so let's just wait on them all right i can see that and uh what's next what else we got um that's it just convention stuff all right convention stuff dude so um some of us uh, called the usual podcast got approved for press again. Woohoo! Cheers all around. Woo! Um, it's it's actually really exciting. Only in that I was concerned with um, the how do I want to say it, the process now, considering how big the convention yeah, it's is. It's a new process, yeah. And and every two years you have to renew your credentials and. Um, a lot of our podcast friends, um, were not approved last runaround and I was concerned and, you know, although we had badges, which we reported, you know, a few months ago, we have badges, but we'll return those and, and cause we have our press passes, but, um, sadly that means we can't get other people, um, in, in with us as well. So, um, so it's, right. it's just gonna be the two of us sadly, but um but yeah man i mean but we're still planning on pucked four um yeah we are and um i am gonna already start to plan that and figure out where we're gonna stay what we're doing and all that and it's january nope february now um but uh so puck four is happening um i'm gonna announce now go ahead and throw out your t-shirt i contest uh uh deals and we'll just start that now sooner rather than later right and yeah and actually you know i have a a challenge to people okay i would like to see somebody come up with a shirt design for puck four that has some relation to another fourth movie in a franchise right oh um, like to come up with a logo that has to do with like superman four or has to do with star trek four the voyage home or has to do with rocky (laughs) four i love it dude that's good you know so you know 
or you know, come up with multiple designs. Star Wars episode multiple four. shirts. You know, that kind of thing. That's exactly. badass, dude. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I love it. I love it. And we'll call it uh, uh, Pucked Episode 4, A New Shot. <laughs> uh, well done, sir. Um, so, speaking of housing, early bird sales are up. Um, WonderCon is happening next month. Um, hotel sale, Hotels are available for that. Um, early bird sales for hotels are up. I would ra- like to avoid that. We are looking into getting a big old house for everybody. Um, and I'm happy to sleep in a corner of a place. Um, yeah, I think, I think ultimately that would end up being cheaper in the long run. It will be. Plus it'd be much more fun. It'd be way more fun. Um, it was heartbreaking kind of leaving the folks that did have a big house, uh, last time and, and going back to our little tiny hotel room. So I think, um, that's our goal right now and we're working on it. Um, and, uh, we'll keep you posted, but definitely puck four is happening. We're gonna do it at Mission Brewing Company. I'm, I think, in the back of the, uh, <laughs> in their loading dock. I think is the best place to do it. And I'm gonna reach out. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to Donna again and 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 see if she's down with that again. So I, that was a lot of fun for me, um, for all of us. I think it worked out really well. So, um, all right, man. So we are in the planning stages of a lot of things. Um, we are still doing the thing. Um, I know we're far apart from each other now, man, but um, I'm glad we're still doing this and we're going to get some guests on for next week, I think. So, um, awesome, awesome, awesome. That's my goal. So, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Spotify, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will is at Amro Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, and Plex. So take the time, like us, share us, and tell your friends. Uh, a couple ways to support the show, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get an audio, audio book on us for free. I've been reading a ton of awesome stuff, and check out my Twitter for that. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash the usual podcast. And um, the best way to support us, obviously, is patreon.com slash usual podcast. And you can give us a buck or two or more an episode and um actually it's not really an episode well yeah give us a bucket to an episode and we'll love it yep and like it word and whatever <laughs> anything else my friend uh no but just uh make sure whether you're in the bitter cold or you're pouring rain or snow wherever you are just make sure you keep having a fun have a fun by the gods and we'll see you all next week peace